0: Today, to continue on with our reflections on the Stations of the Cross, as people would have known last week, our listeners would have known last week, we have decided um, for the five Sundays in Lent to invite various guests to help us to, to join with us and help us to journey uh, with Jesus to Calvary by reflecting on the Stations of the Cross. So last week, Rosa Connor joined us, and we, she reflected to help us to reflect on the first, second, and third station. So this week it's a joy again for me to welcome in this second of our series today. Uh, welcome three members of the Emmanuel community in Limerick: That's Geraldine Creighton, Jared Hanley, and Barbara Hanley. Good morning to you. Good morning.
1: Good
2: morning. Thanks Good
0: morning. a lot. Morning, thanks a lot. For, thanks a lot for joining us, guys. So today, so Geraldine and um, Jared and Barbara have agreed to reflect with us on the fourth, fifth, and sixth stations. So maybe to help us to prepare to listen to these reflections. might be opportune for us to play a little bit of Tasey music just to help us to settle down and maybe just get into, into the whole spirit of what it's about. this morning Geraldine's going to share with us a reflection on the fourth station.
1: So at the fourth station is Jesus meets his mother Mary. So reflecting on on this I thought it was really strong a strong thing that Jesus met his mother so early on on the journey and we know the road that Jesus walked is called the Via Dolorosa now the way of sorrow. And he meets his mother along this way quite early and if we can imagine maybe the look that was between the son and his mother and the mother and her son, the two faces, the two hearts so familiar with one another and it must have been just an extraordinary moment for, for Mary to see her son in the midst of the crowd pushed and pulled and and dragged along and carrying the weight of the cross and seeing him suffer. I was thinking when I was reflecting on this, of the, of the prophecy when Mary presented Jesus in the temple when he was a very, very small boy. And part of that was the, the prophet Simeon said to her, a sword will pierce your heart too. And I was just thinking about at that moment was that she feel that the sword literally piercing her heart. I think any mother who sees her son suffering a sword must pierce the heart. Anyone a parent who sees a child suffering, the sword must pierce the heart. And anybody who sees suffering, because we're human, we have an emotional response. We have we have a, a we have a, a certain pain. But the pain of a parent must be extraordinary. And the pain of Mary, I think we cannot know. We cannot know what it's like. But she accepted this right from the start. She accepted to journey with God in caring for Jesus along with Joseph. And, you know, even to the end, it really struck me that that she was there as he started this, this walk to Calvary. And she was there at the very end at, at the cross. But to be with him on the journey, I think this is a very, very, it's, it's a very strong point. It just shows how close the two hearts of Jesus and Mary are. And for us, in our in our own journey, we can think about the fact that Mary actually accompanies us as well. She accompanies us. She knows our, our sorrows and our pains. And I think in as much as Jesus was comforted by Mary, Mary's presence, we too can be comforted by her presence and her prayer in our own suffering. And she had the great gift, I think, of being able to right from the very start associate herself or be really her heart within the heart of jesus associate with his heart in his own suffering she she entered in and there's a certain sense that 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 we are called i think in this station to allow our own hearts to to be pierced our own hearts to be moved by the suffering of god in, in jesus but also the suffering in mary's heart if we find it difficult to relate to Jesus, then to understand a mother's pain at her son, and from there to be able to understand God's pain at the suffering in the whole world and His desire to make to to make something new of our, all of our lives, His desire to bring change and wholeness and healing. Uh, the song I've chosen. Um, is is a song called Mother of Sorrows and it's written by a man called Greg Milou and in the song the chorus says Mother of Sorrows you know our tears comfort us in our need Mother of Hope pray for us now and at the hour of our death and you know Mary's presence is there to be our comfort but Mary is also the person of hope and I wonder did she also give hope to her son in that moment? Did she give hope to Jesus as he was at the start of his journey to keep going? And then when she met him later on, you know, at, at the cross, it was this faithfulness must give great hope to Jesus, to give great hope to God as our own. If we're faithful, we try day by day to be faithful. It, it, it gives hope and it, it actually gives, a, it's a way of praying to God by just being faithful uh, day by day and following along the path. So I, I invite you to to really close your eyes and listen to this prayer, uh, this song of prayer about Mother of Sorrows and it tracks uh, certain parts of Mary's life and the sorrow that she lived right up to this point of where she met Jesus along the Via Della Rosa, the way of, the, of sorrow as he travelled to Calvary.
3: Your son was Hid You sat for three days until he was revealed.
4: Oh. Death brought tears and lies
0: So at this point of the program, we'd invite Jared Hanley to share his reflection on the fifth station of the cross.
5: Uh, the fifth station: um, Simon helps carry Jesus' cross. Um, it's a story um, that struck me um, recently when I had to go in and buy a Bible for my, my granddaughter, and on the way in, I decided I'd call into mass. So when I went into Mass it was a funeral mass and I was a little bit put out because you know I wanted to get in and out, you know. So I, I stayed and as the mass progressed the priest started to speak about this man who had died in a house fire and I had read about it on the newspaper but you know thought it was it was very sad. So this priest started to, to speak about this man and how he worked in the community and how he, he helped out and he was very popular. And as the priest spoke, my mind started to reflect and my thoughts started to, you know, develop. And as I looked up to my left-hand side, here was a picture, a station of the cross of simon of cyrene and i started to think that this man who had died in this house fire his little dog was found um at the foot of the stairs and this man had helped in the community and i started to think you know this man was very similar to simon who helped out in the community how simon had helped jesus carry his cross so after mass I went down and I down to the Augustinians in Limerick, and I bought this Bible for my granddaughter. And I opened the Bible, and when I opened it, right on the very page was the part about Simon of Cyrene, and I was really struck. I felt that I learned a lesson, you know. That, um, how God can speak to us through the simple things, you know, and such a joy that I got, you know, that from it was just an amazing story, just amazing the way it it just happened. Um, the song that I have chosen tonight is um, a tasty song. It's Ubi Caritas. Where there is love, God is there. And definitely, you know, God was there in that community where that man lived and worked and helped out and actually died in the very community.
0: So at this point of the programme, um, we'll invite Barbara Hanley to join with us. Uh, her reflection on the Sixth Station of the Cross.
2: So my reflection is Veronica wipes the face of Jesus. Um, when I was reflecting on this station, um, what struck me about it was how brave and how courageous it was of Veronica to step forward In in the situation that she found herself in, there must have been, it must have been a horrendous fight. The whole, a mob, an angry mob. Jesus there, carrying his cross, suffering. This innocent man taking our sins on his shoulders. Veronica stepping forward and wiping his face and i was just thinking of how how painful that must have been for her to to have known this beautiful man and then for him to you know he was such a good man and to to see him suffering to see blood and spittle and dirt and grime on his face it must have been must have been just absolutely horrible so just thinking about her wiping his face and and then that imprint left on the on the cloth and just looking at it and seeing seeing this face looking back you know this image and um, I was thinking as well that even as a child I remember my mother used to say to us Every, you know, we all had this a picture in our in our homes of the Sacred Heart. And it was like the suffering face of Jesus. And my mother would often say to us when we'd be fighting at home or, you know, not being kind to each other as brothers and sisters, she'd say, you know, you hurt Jesus every time you do that. And, you know, you're adding to his pain and his suffering, you know. So I do remember my mother saying that as a child and probably not fully understanding it. But now, as an adult, you know, looking at life now and just reflecting on this station, like in a way, when we don't show love to each other and we're unkind to each other in a way, we're adding to we're kicking up that dirt and that spittle and that blood and that all those insults. And we're you know, we're adding to that mask of pain that Jesus had on his journey to Calvary. But also by contrast. When we show love to each other and we are kind and we're kind to each other there's a lot of talk about kindness now and lack of it but when we're kind to each other and we do the right thing and we show love we in a way are wiping the face of Jesus like Veronica wiping that mask of pain and suffering and then That imprint then is left, you know, which is the face of Jesus, the face of of Jesus, that we're all made in Jesus' image and likeness. And that's the imprint that's left behind. And he left that for us, his face his image and likeness. So the song I have now is um, Christ Has No Body Now But Yours by John Michael Talbot.
0: And just before we, we play that, that final piece of music, I would just want to thank um, the members of the Menu community in, in Limerick. That's Geraldine Creighton, Jared Henley and Barbara Henley. Thank you so much for coming on and, and helping us to make that journey with Jesus on his way to Calvary. Thank you so much. God Welcome. bless you.
2: Thank you, John.
0: And we're going with our final piece of music. One of my favorites, actually, John Michael Talbot. Christ says nobody knows but yours.
3: Christ has no body now but yours Has no body now but yours. No hands, no feet on earth but yours. Yours are the eyes through which he looks. Compassion on this world.